It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Paolo Bencaro and Franz Wagner are on their all-star kick, but they need some help. And maybe it's coming soon. We'll get to that and the turnover problem on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Happy New Year. Today is January 1st, 2024. I did it right. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic fall to the Phoenix Suns, and it's disappointing, but the Orlando Magic star players did all they could, how they have built their all-star resume and why they are both all-star worthy. Coming up here in just a moment, plus we'll talk about the Magic's turnover problems, the reason why they lost the game a little bit, um, and some other fun stuff from this game uh, on New Year's Eve. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning. Brother, it's right when you upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Day. Today's episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. The Orlando Magic worked their way back into this game. They trailed, they trailed by 15 early in the third quarter. We'll get to why here in a minute. Um, in, in about 10 minutes, actually. Um, they, they worked their way back from a 15-point deficit, got it down to two, entering the final quarter. And that's when the fun began, so to speak. Franz Wagner and Kevin Durant spent really the first two, three minutes of that quarter going back and forth, exchanging baskets. And Wagner held his own, both defensively, it's hard to defend Kevin Durant, and more importantly for the Magic, offensively. He continued to put up crazy good scoring lines. 
And when the well dried up for Franz a little bit, the magic turned to Paolo Bancaro. And Paolo Bancaro took on the mantle and started scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring. The fact is, both of these key young players for this Magic team carried this team offensively. Continued a a solid stretch of games where they have put up career numbers. And as the Magic have had to deal with more and more injuries, Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner just keep getting better. And so, yes, there is a bigger takeaway here. The Magic lost. At the end of the day, the Magic were down by uh, down by one with about six minutes to play. They let Phoenix burn off a 9-0 run over the next really four minutes. Their defense did the job, and no one else could hit shots. The Suns did a better job crowding the paint, forcing Paolo and Franz to make good passes to open shooters. But Jalen Suggs missed a pair of threes. Uh, I believe it was, I believe Gary Harris missed a three in that stretch. Paolo missed a three in that stretch. Not bad shots. And so at the end of the day, the Magic lost 112-107 because of some clutch time play where Phoenix with Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant made their shots and the Magic missed their shots. And you can live with that. Make or miss league. Got to make shots, you know, wins matter, all that stuff. But you can live if the reason you lost a game is you missed quality looks. And the Magic got quality looks down the stretch. They got quality looks because Paolo and Franz are both extremely unselfish players. They got quality looks because the Magic put themselves in a spot that forced Phoenix to double-team their two star players. And they made the right plays to guys that they should trust to make shots. And they just didn't. You live with that. But what should also be abundantly clear is these guys need help. At the end of the day, these might be their playoff minutes. Franz played 38 minutes in this game. Paolo played 37. They played a lot. And you could tell they were wearing down as the game went on. They certainly weren't able to get to the line all game, but um, their ability to get downhill, their ability to make those tough physical plays started to wane as we got closer and closer to the end of the game. Paolo and Franz are playing like all-stars. I'm going to give you the numbers here in a minute to prove it. But they need help. It's the help they got when they stepped up and delivered that win versus New York Knicks on Friday. It's the help they didn't get on Sunday against Phoenix. Look, these numbers really do speak for themselves. Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner are putting up all-star quality numbers. And, you know, Jamal Mosley said it. He thinks they should both be on the all-star team. I think it's going to be hard to fit both, but one of them are certainly going. It's probably going to be Paolo. A game after Wagner scored 32 and Bancaro scored 29 to help the Magic beat the Knicks. Again, very shorthanded team right now. Bancaro scored 28 points, grabbed nine rebounds, and dished out seven assists. Made 12 of 23 shots, made two of his six three-pointers. Just a really great game. Wagner had 27 points to go with seven rebounds and six assists. These may not be the 
like triple double, like crazy numbers that we're seeing some of the elite, elite individual players make. But both Paolo and Franz did everything humanly possible to help the Magic win, just like they did everything humanly possible Friday at the Kia Center to help the Magic beat the Knicks. These guys are on a tear right now. And they're la- in his last six games, Bancaro is averaging 26.2 points per game, seven and a half rebounds per game, and 5.2 assists per game while shooting a solid 44.3% from the floor. His usage rate has been no lower than 28% in those previous five games. It was at 31.3% on Sunday. Again, superstar type stuff. Franz Wagner has equaled him. Over his last six games, Wagner is averaging 27.3 points per game and seven rebounds per game. And suddenly, after spending the entire season being unable to shoot, Wagner is shooting 54.3% from the floor and 40% from three. Not to mention 93.3% from the line. About the only thing that Paolo and Franz weren't able to do in Sunday's game was get to the foul line consistently. Again, such a key factor for Orlando. They combined for just five free throws. Paolo had, was two for two, both of them on and ones. Franz was three for three. It's about the only thing the Magic didn't do well in this game. If the Magic get their regular diet of free throws, they were 11 for 12 from the foul line. They got to the paint plenty. They had 58 points in the paint. Um, if you're wondering when the paint win the game, the Magic did a good, you know, basically won the paint. There's some things to clean up, but... Um, if they get to the line, if both of them get to the line at their normal rate, the Magic win this game running away. Before we get to why they need help, just take a step back and recognize the Magic have two all-star level players already. And that alone is enough to, to put you in a position to win games. I think it's crazy to think that both Paolo and Franz can score 25 points per game over this long of a stretch. We're now at six games of them doing this. Um, that is probably not sustainable even in this offensive climate in the league. But they're doing everything they can to help this team compete and help this team have a chance to win every night. What it's going to come down to for the Magic is when they pass the ball because they both want to pass it. They don't want to, they don't want all the shots. They they want to be good teammates. When they pass the ball, our teammates going to hit shots. Because Jalen Suggs was one for 10 and one for seven from deep. And that one make didn't come till very late in the fourth quarter when the game was already over. Um, no other starter besides Paolo and Franz scored in double figures. And, and that's rare. That's odd. You know, Goga Batadze scoring six isn't odd. Jalen Suggs only getting four is. So the Magic were missing something. They had to find a way to make up for it. And they did with Wendell Carter returning and finally looking like himself, 17 points, three for three shooting, a really solid game, a really solid aggressive game from Wendell Carter. That's good news. So is the good news that Markel Fultz was listed as questionable for the game. It was a game time decision, essentially. So too is that. But look, we know what this team is. 19 and 13 here on January 1st sitting in fifth in the Eastern Conference, we are in the playoff race. This is going to be the first year of a long playoff run for this team. We know this team needs more consistent shooting. At the end of the day, so much of this team's problems where they couldn't hit a shot. Shot 46.7% for the floor just, and 12 for 37. They settled for threes in this game. But there are a lot of open looks that they missed. They need shooting. And at this point, 
what this season is, is proof of concept that the Magic have their foundation built. This season is proof that the defensive culture is there and that they have two stars that can carry them. As we get closer and closer to the trade deadline, and and again, I'm not expecting much, and certainly toward the transaction portion of the season of the proceedings, it's clear what this team needs, and it's clear what this team's goal ultimately has to be. Yes, fit the culture. Yes, all that stuff. But build a team that can make Paolo and Franz's life easier. Plain and simple. Build a team that makes their life easier. Because they clearly can make life easier for everybody around them. And if that's the case, that's how you build a really, really good basketball team. Paolo and Franz are those dudes. Plain and simple. They are those dudes. And now they just got to build around it. And we knew this was going to be a process. It's okay. This year is this year. We knew this was going to be a process. Discovering that is a big part of that. The Orlando Magic do not blame their late game struggles for why they lost, why they blame turnovers, and what the Magic's turnover stats actually say. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up. We're here to the last game of the the season, of the regular season, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, you can find bets in the new Explorer tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. It's the best way to find popular parlays and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Don't forget to check out the new 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube from Lockdown. It's the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel now. The Orlando Magic are a young team, uh, and and that's not an excuse. Like I, I don't want to use that. I, I don't. They don't want to use that excuse. I'm not going to use that as an excuse. But young teams do have certain universal truths about them. 
there's just a lot they don't know. And so, you know, we've mentioned this before, you know, a lot of magic players make mistakes. They make bad mistakes. They make silly mistakes. And the goal, and 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 especially for like a Paolo and a Franz, some of the mistakes they're making are okay to make because they have to learn that they're mistakes in the first place. That's part of being young. And so you do typically see young teams go through a lot of the same struggles, a lot of the same difficulties. And certainly one of those difficulties is turning the ball over. Young teams turn the ball over, and they tend to turn it over a lot. The Magic are one of the high turnover teams in the league. They turn, they do turn the ball over a ton. But the question is, how do you fix this? And, and this is the big hurdle that the Magic have to climb over next. The, yeah, the offense and the shooting and all that stuff, but the Magic have their formula to win. Win the paint, win the free throw battle, control your turnovers, Force turnovers on the other end. And so if you're looking for a reason why the Magic ultimately lost to the Phoenix Suns, it's because, well, while they ended up winning the paint 58 to 56, it's because they gave up too many paint points. It's because they gave up 18 fast break points. They, they scored 15 on their own, um, a lot of it in the first half. They turned the ball over a lot. 15 turnovers for 16 points. They forced only six for eight. And so you look at that, and and, and some of it is, the Magic's margin for error offensively is just so small because they don't shoot threes. And by the way, they made more threes in this game than Phoenix did. So some three-point luck is starting to turn in the Magic's favor with back-to-back good three-point defense games, which some of it is certainly three-point luck. Um, but the Magic aren't turning the ball over like an excessive amount. 15 turnovers isn't good, but it's not like 18, 19, 20, which you see like the really bad teams do. Um, when the Magic were at their worst, they'd be turning over 18, 19, 20 times. That's that's where you really make mistakes. And if you look at the Magic's turnovers, a lot of it is a little bit of overpassing. It's sometimes being a little too unselfish. It's trying to squeeze the ball through a tight window uh, to a teammate that is there instead of maybe kicking it back out to three-point line. And I would def- certainly say among the many issues the Magic had in the first half of this game, one of the reasons why they trailed by 13 after the first quarter and trailed for a good chunk of this game. One of the reasons was there was a little bit of hesitancy to kick out the three point line because there's just not a lot of trust in the team shooting half the magic shooting problems is confidence at this point. Maybe not half, but a good chunk of it is, is confidence. Magic made some threes in this game. They took too many threes in this game, but they made some threes and that helped them get back into this game. There's no denying it. Everything's related here. Everything is, is, is together. But the Magic's turnover problems are not necessarily about the points they give up. 16 points off of 15 turnovers is not terrible. Um, that's a pretty solid number, actually. Um, that's not the issue. The issue for the Magic is missed opportunities. The, you know, you hear a lot of football coaches say you want to end every possession, every offensive possession with a kick, a punt, a field goal, an extra point. You want to end every possession with a kick. Because it means you're not turning the ball over. You're not giving the team moment, another team momentum. You're not giving them good field position potential. You're not giving up a scoring opportunity. For the Magic, every possession for the Magic needs to end with a shot. Because they're not great at shooting, but their ability to rebound is so great. They had eight offensive rebounds, 
for 22 points. Ended up with 12, you know, 12 second chance field goal attempts. I don't know how that happens, but that's what that's what the box score says. The Magic are so good at getting offensive rebounds. And they're, they're you know, they they're very limited in what they can do offensively. Every time they give up an opportunity to shoot, that's a problem. The Magic's turnover problems are real. They're very, very real. Um, they had seven turnovers in the second quarter against the Knicks on Friday. They had seven turnovers in the third quarter against the Suns. A lot of them early. Helped Phoenix rebuild that lead back out to 15 for the Magic to try and reel back in. Entering, uh, entering Sunday's game, the Magic were 22nd in the league in turnovers with 14.8 turnovers per game and 24th in the league in turnover rate at 14.8% turnover. So they turned the ball over on 14.8% of their possessions. The Magic do just give up 60.5 points off turnovers per game. That's good for 11th in the league. So again, their turnover issue is not about the points they give up. It's the opportunities they lose. It's giving the other team a chance to make another three that the Magic will take two possessions to, to make up because they're not hitting many threes. It's the Magic needing to create turnovers themselves so that they can get out in transition. The Magic's turnover problem is really about that opportunity cost, that lost opportunities. And that's part of why they lost this game to Phoenix on Sunday. Is in, Especially against players like Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker. Those are guys that are going to make you pay for giving them the ball. You give those guys extra opportunities, they're going to score. And really, again, everything that we're doing is thinking about April. You know, Paolo and Franz putting up these kinds of scoring games, that's going to have to be regular in April. The Magic are going to need Paolo to up from 22 points per game, whatever he's at now, to 25, 26. They're going to need Franz to go from his 20, 21 points per game up to 23, 24, 25. That's what great players do in the playoffs. So we're already thinking, you know, the reason why I sit here and say what Paolo and Franz are doing is star stuff. It's not because I necessarily care about them making the All-Star team. That'd be great. I expect one of them to be there. I expect Franz to be an injury replacement. If, if, if not, it's not about the All-Star game. It's about this is what stars do in the playoffs. And so when you're thinking, you know, I know I mention this every time, like the Magic at the end of the first half were down by five, I think, with two minutes left to go in the first half. They allowed Phoenix to extend the lead back out to 10 or to nine. Closing quarters is critical for the playoffs. Closing quarters is a big deal. And so is turnovers. It's possessions. It's momentum. It's opportunity. And that's why turnovers are a problem for the Magic. It's it's not because they're necessarily turning the ball over. A lot of their turnovers, there were some bad turnovers. Players admitted they were kind of just kind of out of sync on both ends of the floor uh, with their turnovers and with their defense. Again, they gave up 56 points in the paint. It, it was not a great defensive effort from the Magic. They did a good job defending a three-point line. They had long stretches where they did defend well. The Magic essentially won this. Their turnovers came in like spurts. The Magic won this game when they didn't turn the ball over. I know that's like an obvious thing to say, uh, and I think a lot of teams would probably say, well, duh, that's that's what happens. But the Magic won this game when they didn't turn the ball over. And that's not to take anything away from Phoenix. Durant hit his shots. Beal hit his shots. 
Phoenix won the game, but the Magic did a lot to put them far behind the eight ball. And that's something this Magic team can't do. And so the turnover problem is, again, it's not that these turnovers are leading directly to points. It's more points the Magic have to make up, and usually they will make it up with the turnovers that they force themselves. It's about the opportunity cost loss. It's another chance for Powell to get two points or to find an assist, to find a shot. Every possession for the Magic has to end in a shot. That's their ticket to success because while the path the Magic are walking is much wider than it's been in years past, it's still pretty narrow. And if the Magic want to win, and I'm not talking about win a regular season game, but win in the playoffs, they've got to value the ball more. And that's what this regular season is about, is learning these lessons and getting better. The Magic have done well with turnovers at various points in this season. And again, they did okay. Turnovers are definitely a factor in this game because they all kind of came in bunches, gave Phoenix momentum, and forced the Magic to climb uphill all game long. It's hard to do. The Magic clearly got tired late in the game because they had to defend like maniacs. They had to shoot really well. They had to do a lot of things to get themselves back in this game, go off off their script in a lot of ways too. This turnover problem is going to be solved with maturity, with poise, with a little bit of selfishness sometimes, honestly, and with an understanding of the simple play. Make the simple play. Don't try to do too much. And some of that is, yeah, trusting shoot the shot. Everything's connected. You know, making shots widens your margin for error. If you're making shots, you can make some mistakes and get away with them. This Magic team hasn't been afforded that, and it only amplifies their turnover problem. We'll go through the final box score, talk a little bit about individual performances. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word for our friends over at Prize Picks. Look, daily fantasy sports games can be really, really complicated. So you want something simple. And that's what Prize Picks give you. It's daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do to play uh, Prize Picks is put together a pool of two to six players and decide whether they'll get more or less than their projected amount. It's really that simple. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. It's a big college football day on Monday. We got the last week of the NFL season coming up. You can pick your favorite NFL players along with your favorite NBA players. For instance, you could take LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions. It's really that easy. PrizePix even offers a reboot policy where if a player leaves in the first half and does not return in the second, that pick gets returned to you. It does not affect your ultimate outcome. There's really no one else giving you that kind of deal in daily fantasy sports. Go to prizefix.com slash locked on NBA and use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. This is a daily fantasy game that I play. I was a double winner last weekend. We'll see if I put myself to the test later on this week. All you have to do to, to join is go to prizefix.com slash locked on NBA, use code locked on NBA, and you'll get a first deposit match of up to $100. Prizefix is daily fantasy sports made easy. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. 
Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As we always do after games, let's go through the final box score. We've talked a lot about Paolo and Franz and the game that they played, but worth repeating, Paolo Bancaro, 28 points, 12 for 23 shooting, 2 for 6 from 3, 2 for 2 from the foul line, 9 rebounds, 7 assists, did have 3 turnovers, did have a block, but like, look, Paolo was doing grown man things, just attack, you know, he's at his best when he can attack the basket. Phoenix was having to throw double, sometimes triple teams at him. He's willing to pass the ball. He found, you know, yeah, he made some overpassing and, and and try some riskier passes than he should. Um, but he's just incredible. Um, he's a yeah, he's a man. Like he's 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 a he's a big dude and and plays like it. My only complaint was he was probably key checking a little bit too much from three. I don't like him taking six threes. I think four is his number. If he's shooting three or four threes, make one, make two. That's all the magic need. That's all the magic need for him to, to stay honest. Look, I like his confidence. I like the confidence to shoot threes. No team, no player on this team should pass up an open three when they get them. But boy, man, the magic really went to Paolo. He delivered in a lot of ways. Just a fantastic effort from him. Franz Wagner as well, 27 points, 11 for 25 shooting. Uh, he finished his second half shooting five for, uh, sorry, he was five for nine in the fourth quarter. He was eight for 13 in the second half. So started, you know, started the game three for 12, eight for 13 in the second half, really just a big game from him. 27 points, seven rebounds, six assists for him. Um, you know, I, you know, Franz is just being Franz right now. Like he's getting to the basket really well. He's not set, you know, he took eight, three pointers. Don't mind that. You know, he's someone that you trust to make threes, even though he struggled this year, but he attacks the, packs the basket so well. Um, again, just Phoenix had to throw two guys at him. I thought, you know, honestly, one of the problems I think the Magic had, though, is 48 of your 90 shots are coming from these two players. That's really not Magic basketball. Um, Look, Paolo and Franz stepped up. They carried this team. It was just clear that no one else had it going. These two guys carried this team pretty far and gave them a real chance to win this game again. Franz plays 38-53 in the game. Paolo plays 37-02. They don't have five games where they play more minutes than that. Like, this was a very heavy minute game, and this might be what it looks like in the playoffs, but the Magic need help for these guys. They need to make sure that they keep others involved. It isn't really their game. To you know, 13 of the 22 assists came from Paolo and Franz. 48 of 90 field goal attempts came from Paolo and Franz. And look, they delivered. They, they pushed this team as far as they could. It was clear that that's just what the Magic had to do to compete tonight. Um, a lot of just kind of matchup hunting in the fourth quarter, and it just like took everyone out of rhythm. Like, that's not magic offense. The magic, you know, magic do matchup hunt occasionally, but the whole fourth quarter was matchup hunting. And look, Franz ate up Chemezi Metu in, in the early part of the quarter. Paolo was eating up Bradley Beal and Josh Akogi on the block later in the quarter. But in crunch time, the magic went to this alignment. They missed shots. And, and I felt like that kind of offense takes everyone out of their games. Like it, it's just, it's just not natural for this team to ISO as much as they ended up ISOing or it felt like, uh, I don't know what uh, Synergy will say about that, but it just felt like the Magic were ISOing a lot. And look, again, no one else was really doing anything. 
uh, only went, uh, you know, there's a couple other guys that, that shot decently well, but no one in that starting group was doing anything. And so the magic just kept going back to the well. And, and I think maybe they, they drew from the well too much. Um, I'm a big believer that Paolo and Franz are, you know, having to work a little too hard for their shots. Look, they're clearly very capable, but I am really looking forward to having Marco Fultz back. Uh, I know a lot of people are a little concerned about the poor spacing. Spacing's bad with Anthony Black already. What Marco Fultz gives you is another guy who can get downhill and attack, and another guy who can get downhill and pass, more importantly. Uh, also on top of that, there's a lot of frenetic moments in this game uh, where the pace was just going back and forth, and it just screamed for get a point guard in there who can slow everything down and say, hey, let's get a good shot. Let me get the ball to Paolo in his pet spot. Let me get the ball to, Paolo, to Franz in his spot. Um, instead of having Paolo bring the ball up and try and organize the team. There was one possession, uh, I think it was in the second quarter, where it took like five or six seconds for Franz to point where Anthony Black had to go instead of just getting into the play. At, the, at that point, break it open. Just say, forget it. Bring Wendell to you. Bring Paolo to you. Bring someone to you to set something in motion. Um, you know, that's just, you know, that's something that a natural point guard like Marco Fultz or someone who's played point guard his entire life, that is something Marco Fultz can point to before he gets over the timeline, before he gets past midcourt, or can be something that's like, okay, we need to get Paolo a shot here. We just need a, a simple shot. Let me get Paolo the ball in a spot where he can score easily. Right now, Paolo has to create from the top of the key. We don't see him in the post as much. We don't. We certainly don't see the Magic kind of work the ball around to a good post-entry pass like Markel can give. This team's going to really benefit from Markel Fultz being back. He's back working out on the court, which is a very good sign. He's just as questionable for this game as ultimately a game-time scratch as well. We'll see if he's going to be available. I don't think playing uh, Steph Curry or Darren Fox is best for your first start or first time back in the lineup. But, you know, you, you, know, you got you got to face him at some point. So um, we'll see about that. Um, no one else in the Magic starting lineup scoring double figures, which is a huge drain. Like, you expect that from a Goga Batadze, 6.7 rebounds for him. You expect that from an Anthony Black, two points for him. Jalen Suggs, though, just, just struggled. Just had a bad shooting night. Four points, one for 10 shooting, one for seven from deep. Shots weren't terrible. He had a crazy good block on Grayson Allen. His defense was was good. He was trying to be physical. You know, you know. I think he bought, he bugged Devin Booker a lot. You saw, yeah, you could see them on the broadcast kind of chatting with each other. Um, he, bugged, he bugged whoever he was guarding. Like, it, 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 his defense was fine. Um, but... You know, the shooting was just rough, just just a bad shooting night. You know, if, if that's what this game came down to and, you know, Jalen Suggs gets his normal 10, 12, 13, 14 points, Magic win this game. So, you know, he missed a couple big threes in that fourth quarter. The shots were fine. They were good looks, maybe a step too far behind the three-point line, but um, I, I can't be upset with Jalen Suggs other than just make some shots. Um, Gary Harris struggled as well. Five points, two for seven, shooting one for six from deep. That one make did give the Magic a brief lead in in the fourth quarter. Um, so again, did you know they made that big shot, but just couldn't make shots elsewhere. Cole Anthony, 13 points, four for seven, shooting two for four from deep. Had a really nice game, five rebounds, really skied in for rebounds. Uh, Wendell Carter, really, really fun game. 17 points, six for seven, shooting three for three from deep. Five rebounds. Really the first time that Wendell Carter has looked like Wendell Carter, honestly, all season. Defense is still maybe a step slow. He isn't quite at the defensive level he was before his injury. That's going to take some time with developing some rhythm and, and confidence uh, with, with the groups that he's playing with. Um, he played with Mo Wagner for a good chunk of his minutes in the first half. That 
did not go great. It didn't go terribly, but it didn't go great. Uh, but Wendell was active on the glass, was willing to shoot half, half the battle with this team, um, and just you know looked more like himself. So hopefully we can see him build another one of these games on, on top of that. The Magic end up shooting 46.7% from floor, 12 for 37 from deep. That is better than what Phoenix shot, but only 11 for 12 from the foul line. Again, you know, 11 for 12 from the foul line isn't awful, um, but the Magic are used to getting to the line 25 plus times per game. And they almost have to be somewhere between 25 and 30 to have a real chance to win. So the inability to get to the foul line again, Orlando still got 58 points span. It wasn't like they weren't aggressive. They weren't trying to get in the lane, but the inability to get to the foul line, uh, Phoenix had four block shots. It's a high block team in Phoenix. Um, that was a big part of this game and why the Magic were uh, struggling to keep up at times and, and unable to eventually pull away. Kevin Durant leads the Suns with 31 points. He's Kevin Durant. Yusuf Nurkic had 19 points, 13 rebounds. Bradley Beal had 25 points in his second game back. Devin Booker with 21 points on 7 for 17 shooting. The Magic defensively, I thought, were okay. When they were able to get their defense set, they were really good. Um, and look, Durant made some tough shots. Beal made some tough shots. But in all, Orlando did a really good job defensively in the half court. Their struggle was when they missed shots and Phoenix was able to run. Their struggle was when they turned turned the ball over and Phoenix was able to kind of get them out of sync. Their struggle was when Durant really started going in that fourth quarter. The Magic tried doubling him. That, that by necessity, forces rotation. That created some open opportunities both at the rim and at the three-point line. Uh, if Phoenix was patient enough to execute it. That Phoenix offense is going to give you a lot of problems. Even though they don't score a lot off the bench, Chemezi Metu had all six of Phoenix's points off the bench. Even though that team doesn't have a lot of depth in their scoring, um, they put a lot of pressure on you because Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal are all all-star players, all really good players. Um, and so that it, you know kind of broke the Magic's defense a little bit. We saw them double, which we don't usually see them do. Um, it was a little bit of a struggle to figure that out. The Phoenix Suns defeat the Orlando Magic 112 to 107. Orlando's back in action Tuesday against the Golden State Warriors. On tomorrow's, uh, that's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at underscore omd Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in. Himalaya, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all from my podcasts to your podcast and listen device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on the, there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Be sure also to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub at patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. And thank you all again for your support. Don't forget, too, to check out the Locked On Podcast Network's 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. On tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic, we talked about the Magic needing some help for their stars. We all know what that's code, coded language for. They need some shooting. We'll talk a little bit about what's ahead for the Magic at the trade deadline, their strategy, what the Emmanuel quickly trade means for the Magic, and the shooters that might be available and worth targeting. We'll get to that unless some other news breaks on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Lockdown Magic, it's been Philip Ross from Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Lockdown Magic. Have a very Happy New Year's Day and welcome to 2024. We'll see you all next time.
Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.